Thank you for joining us as we walk with God. This is Brenda McCord. Walt and I are thankful for this opportunity to participate with the Awakening in America, an outreach of the Himmelreich Memorial Christian Library. Welcome, friends. On our recent trip to Israel, Walt and I experienced something very new, something unusual, rain in Jerusalem. Now, you might question us and say, why is this so different? Doesn't it ever rain in Jerusalem? Well, let me tell you, it does not rain in Jerusalem in the month of June. It just doesn't. I was sitting on the balcony of our hotel room early that Friday morning and was amazed by the lightning, thunder, and the pouring rain. I just sat there and I kept saying to Walt, I can't believe it's raining in Jerusalem. (laughs) For sure. And I said the same thing. It never rains in Jerusalem in June. Just never does. And down below, I felt so bad. The wait staff at the hotel was quickly clearing off the patio where people were supposed to come and sit and eat breakfast because everything was soaked. Well, interesting, later that day, we met up with some friends who actually live in Jerusalem, and they confirmed and said this to us, we could not believe it when we woke up this morning to a rainstorm. Hello, it's June in Jerusalem. Well, this was a first for us, and then again, reminded us of how important water, how important rain is in Israel, and for Jerusalem to have tasted that blessing of God that Friday morning. It was unbelievable, and to experience it brought joy to our hearts. Well, as we return now to this next episode of Living Water, we want to turn today to a psalm, Psalm 42. It is a beautiful psalm, and as we work our way through this psalm today, what we want you to get a picture of is that balance, that that God provides for us um, through, as it were, that picture of living water. He provides for our thirst. But then what do we do with those hard times in life, those times when we're in despair and we're downcast? So listen to these first couple verses as this psalm opens up. As the deer longs for streams of water, so I long for you, O God. I thirst for God, the living God. When can I go and stand before him? You know, and in the Amplified Bible, this verse two says, my inner self, my inner self thirsts for you, God. You are the living God. And I'm reminded of Psalm one, verse two, delight in his law, meditate on it day and night. You know, our thirst for God, our desire to know him and to walk closely with him should always direct us back to him, to even his written word being in his presence. And, you know, I've, I find it interesting, even with this intensity of language, of, we can imagine a deer desperate for water, and that desperation is that first imagery of water in this psalm. And um, even it's the psalm is not a Davidic psalm, but rather it's, it's one of the sons of Korah. 
and and there could be a whole discussion on that. But this lament that the, the son of Korah um, is not able to be in God's presence. He he can't go. He he's not allowed to go to the temple in Jerusalem, and he is despondent. And and if you do a study on this, you've got to go to Second Chronicles twenty and. And there are these Levites from the sons of Korah. Um, they they um, are really going to be going into battle, and they're going to lead into battle with worship. They're going to stand up and, and say praises to God as, as um, the nation of Israel is battling the, the, the Moabites and the Ammonites and the Edomites. And, and it, it says this is in Second Chronicles 20 verse 20 in the morning they got up early and they went to the wilderness of Tekoa and they're going out and and the king says hear me Judah and you inhabitants of Jerusalem believe in the Lord your God and he will establish you believe in his prophets you will succeed and and then he consulted with the people and he appointed some these sons of Korah that are mentioned in verse 19 to to sing some songs of praise and splendor of God's holiness and they went out in force in front of the armies and they kept singing. And this is a very um, common, um, repeated Hebrew song that they sing. It goes like this, Hodu la Adonai ki tov ki la olam hasdu. And we sing that regularly in Israel. And the words are this, Oh, give thanks to the Lord, for he is good. His faithful, loving kindness endures forever. And as they go out and they're they're singing and they're shouting and they're praising the Lord, the Lord set an ambush against these these enemies. This is the background of the people that are that are writing this psalm, and they're they're saying, "Oh, we we long. We, that's what we were made to do. We were made to sing praises to God." But as the psalm continues, Psalm forty-two in verses three and four, it says, "Day and night." I have only tears for food. While men are saying to me, the people around me are saying this, my enemies around me are taunting me, saying, where's this God of yours? And then verse 4, my heart is breaking as I remember how it used to be. I, I walked among the crowd of worshipers, leading the great procession to the house of God, singing for joy and giving thanks amid the sound of a great celebration. And this reminds me kind of a, of a head to heart. Um, the sons of Korah, they're saying, this is our purpose. Our purpose isn't just for us to be worshiping God. It's to lead others in worship. That's what you've gifted us, God, to do. That's the talents we have and the ability and the education. That's all rolled up into it. And these sons of Korah, that, that was what they were designed to do, but they're not able to lead in corporate worship now. It seems like they've been expelled from, from that ability. And we don't know the historical setting of when this happened or why this happened, but you just feel this intense emotion. And, and, and they can individually continue to come before God, but they're not using their gifts the way they were intended to, uh, to worship in the house of God. And you just feel that emotion, that emotion of despair. We're not doing what God made us to be doing. And if you've ever been in a place like that, you know that kind of despair, uh, that despair of saying, God, just this isn't working. Something here is broken, and I can't fix it. Yeah, and Walt, even as we continue into verse 5, it ties into that head to heart because the author here says, why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? 
And then he answers, I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, which takes us back to that head to heart, that question of what were they created to do? What was their purpose? Their purpose as the sons of Korah is in fact to lead the people in praise of God. And so they come back, their hope is in God. They will wait expectantly for him. And I don't know about you, but wait is a four-letter word, and it is a hard word to live out. Yeah, and, and I mean, we, we've often said this, God, sometimes he answers our prayers with a yes, sometimes he answers it with a no, but the hardest one for me is when God answers and says, you need to wait. Yeah. I do not do wait very well. Right, and, and most of us don't, but it's interesting here because as I wait expectantly for God to to show me what he's working on. It's not that he's not working. We know we know that, but it just doesn't seem like he's doing anything. And so we wait. But I love this. While I wait expectantly for him, I shall yet praise him. Why? Because God, you're my help. You're my savior and you're the one I'm going to turn to. Now I am deeply discouraged. I find this burden, in fact, is more than I can even bear. But God, I will remember you. I will remember what you've done. I will praise you. I know you've helped me in the past. You are my Savior and my God. And it's interesting here because he points to the distant Mount Hermon. And when we're at the Sea of Galilee, on a clear day, as we stand on Mount Arbel, we point that out and we say, right there is Mount Hermon. That's where the source of the Jordan comes from, those different rivers that come together and form the Jordan River as it comes into the north of the Sea of Galilee. And we visit close to there, and we go and see the breathtaking Bonius Waterfall from verse 7, roaring deep calls to roaring deep at the thunder of your water spouts. All your breakers and your rolling waves have gone over us. And you know, when we stand there, I, I would love just to take you all there for just a moment to stand and hear that waterfall and to hear it crashing as the water cascades and comes down. Here's just a quick clip of what that sounds like. And you know, as that water falls to the base of the waterfall, just the roar and the thunder of that water is breathtaking. There, there are times where there's been so much water coming down over that fall that we, we have to yell to one another as we stand there on the platform. And even as we're standing on the platform, that, that video that I just took, that I took in March, um, the whole platform is soaked from the spray of this waterfall. And, it, and it's, again, it, it is this roaring. And what the psalmist here is saying is, is in this place, the, the, the imagery isn't of this peaceful, oh, this is delightful. The image is this, this, churning water the power of it and he feels 
he's describing, I feel like life is just tumbling me around and rushing over me and pushing me down. If you've ever been in, in the waves of an ocean and it caught you and it just took you off your feet and, it, and you ended up kind of tumbling around. That's what he says. I feel like life is doing to me. Um, I'm not able to go to the temple um, where I was intended to be, where I thought I was supposed to be. Um, and as he continues in this, this psalm, he's going back and forth, sharing his emotion, then reminding himself of biblical truth. In verse 8, it says, but each day the Lord pours his unfailing love upon me. He uses the word unfailing love or his faithful love or his loving kindness. That's the Hebrew word hesed. And he's reminding himself, even though I feel like life is tumbling me around, he said, the God is pouring his hesed love upon me. And each night I, I can sing his songs. I'm, I'm praying to God who gives me life. Oh God, you are my rock. And I cry out in the midst of this, I feel like you've forgotten me. Why have you forgotten me? Well, God hasn't forgotten you. God hasn't forgotten me. But that's his experience. That is how he feels some days. And and even if we, as we get that, we can feel that way, but we need to keep re- reminding ourselves of the biblical truth that God is there, that he's pouring his unfailing hesed love on us. And, and it's real that the psalmist is going back and forth, feeling um, very true feelings, but then reminding himself, speaking the truth about the Lord and what he knows is true in the midst of his struggles. And, and, and that's how life is for you and for I. There's hard times, there's, there's trials, there's lonely days. There's sometimes even a sense of despair and sadness. Some of you know, um, at different times, um, there, there's death in our families. There's hard things that happen, and life seems to be tumbling us around. But then we have to come back to the truth of God's Word. He hasn't forgotten me. His unfailing love is there. He's made covenant-keeping love with me, and He will not let me go. And then in continue in verse 11, why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. And so here the psalmist returns, and even as Walt just stated, it's almost like throughout these 11 short verses in Psalm 42, the psalmist goes back and forth, and he's in that struggle. He's like, I, I'm, I'm just discouraged, and I'm sad, and I have despair in my life. But there's God. There's his unfailing love for me. There are those things that I remember, the, the good that he has done when he has showed up in my life, and I know he's my help. I know he's my rock. He is my savior. You know, God doesn't always change our situation. He doesn't always change it, but he promises in the midst of that roaring water that's rushing over us and pushing us and keeping us from, as it were, the shore, that he is faithful. Keep pursuing him. Keep looking to the Lord. Reminded in Psalm 30, Verse 5, weeping may come for the night, but 
there is joy in the morning. And that involves that word wait again. I will wait expectantly for you to work, Lord. I know you're going to. And so why are you in despair, O oh my soul? Why have you become disturbed? Hope in God, for I shall yet praise him. Keep praising him. Even as Walt shared from Second Chronicles 20, verse 20, that the sons of Korah led the army out in praise to the Lord. Sometimes we don't always know why we're having a sad day or why we feel discouraged or down today. And it's good at those times, as well as as to the times when we can point and we can say, this is the reason I'm weeping today. This is the reason. But we consciously, we make a choice of our will to return our focus to God, to put our hope in Him, to draw on His strength, and then to anticipate the grace he will show us and extend his goodness, his faithful love, unfailing love that he will extend to each of us. Well, in this psalm, uh, just summarizing, just some statements from this psalm. Um, the psalmist says, I long for you, Lord. I, I need to long for the Lord like a deer longs for that water. I I just need to remember that. And, and just having been in Israel in June, it's hot. Um, that water, I need to long for God more than I even long for water. I need to remember to sing for joy and give thanks, even in the midst of my despair, even in the midst of my um, uncertainty. I, I need to put my hope in God that there will come a time when I can praise him again. I, I can praise him again and lead others in praise because he is my rock. The, the truth that the Lord does pour out his unfailing love upon us. If you are in Christ Jesus, if you have trusted him to be your Lord and your Savior, his covenant-keeping love will endure forever. He, he will not fail you. And then again, I will sing his songs. I'll, I'll be praying to the Lord. I'll be praising the God who gives me life because God has put hope in us. And because of that, we can have hope in him that he will deserve our praise and that we will, as a choice of our will, we will continue to praise him in the midst of the times of despair, in the midst when we feel like life is just ruling us over. Um, Let me conclude just even in praying to that God who's there, who's taking care of us. Father God, I thank you for this beautiful psalm, a psalm um, that that is written in the midst of, of hurt, in the midst of a need for help and hope. And God, I thank you that you do provide that for us. And so, Lord, even as we read this psalm, even as we pray this back, and and we're again reminded, Father, that you are there, that you are a rock, that you are a fortress, that you haven't forgotten us, and you never will. Lord, we just pray, even as we continue in this day, that each of us today will continue to choose to walk with God. Amen. Thank you for joining us as we walk with God. This is Brenda McCord. Walt and I are thankful for this opportunity to participate with the Awakening in America 
and outreach of the Himmelreich Memorial Christian Library.